everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Best Picture Recap, which, uh, still gonna go with that name? Stuck with that name forever? I guess. It's not a bad name. It's not, like, a clever name, but it tells you what it is. It's short. It's, it's informative, so yeah. Yeah. It's something. It's not like we do this show year-round. <laughs> it's just three weeks in, in February, so... Well, hopefully more than that. Um, well, some years, but uh, yeah, yeah. This we'll is see. the last of the nominations we have both seen. Yeah. But, uh, yep. <laughs> at so, least at this point, some are coming on DVD soon. So should we I'll catch some? Should we do? Um, since no, none of the nominees are out next week, should we do? Um, what am I looking for? Blade Runner, twenty forty nine. Do our follow up. Just as a sort of in-between. That way we're not hopping right back into uh, Gateway to Cinema. Um, But anyway, that's something we don't need to talk about on the podcast. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Uh, Speaking of informative titles. Yeah. uh, (laughs) That that will be our transition. That's a good Uh, transition. That's smooth. (laughs) We're looking at uh, my favorite film of last year. And Lacey's 11th, 12th? 7th. Oh, 7th. I moved it, yeah. I moved it way up. (laughs) I was like, as I was writing it, it was 10th originally. And then as I was writing my write-out for it, I'm like, you know, this this movie's really amazing. I couldn't justify putting it above Star Wars, but this movie's amazing, so. It is, because that movie is Get Out. Get out of here with that. How good this movie is! How, how many critics do you think use that in their in their Probably review? zero. <laughs> Probably zero. If they did, they need to like lose their jobs. <laughs> um, like even more so than the one guy who gave this a bad review. Yeah. Like they're even worse than him. Like mm, this movie's so good. This movie's so good. Uh, this is the movie I've seen the most from this year, from 2017. I've seen it four times now. Because <laughs> um, the first time I watched it, I'm like, this is really good. I don't know the ending I'm not a huge fan of. Second time I watched it, I was like, I like it a little bit more. Third time. You didn't like the, we'll, we'll get to that in spoilers. We'll get to that. Yeah. And then like the third time, I'm like, yeah, oh, never mind. I really like this now. And then the fourth time I got it on Blu-ray and I was like, I'll watch this tonight. And then I watched it. I'm like, yep, still amazing. So... Yeah, I guess it's weird because like I, I saw this once, mm-hmm. but uh, it ended up being my favorite film of the year. Whereas you've seen it so many times, and you're still like, eh. Well, so I'm like, do you have a better opinion of this than me because you've seen it so many times? I doubt or is it, it just like <laughs> I highly doubt I that. I see it once and be like, yeah. The, it I'm just depends on how you want to watch movies, I guess. Right? I. I don't know why I saw this so many times. There was one day I was just like, I'm not doing anything. I'll go see Get Out again. <laughs> In the, I was just like, sure. Um, I go. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know why I watched it. It's one of those things like I don't know why I continued to watch this over and over again. Probably will watch it again at some point soon here. It's over a year old now. Um, right? right? Or it's right. coming up on a year old. Close to it at least. Um, and I think there's something to be said for a movie that keeps me coming back to rewatch it over and over it, again. Yeah, it still it's like back in theaters now. Yeah, it's still getting the nominations despite being released 
in February, February, which rarely happens. Yeah. You know, it just speaks to the cultural power of the film. Yeah. This is probably the biggest cultural phenomenon, like new IP that we've seen in a while now. I can't think of what would be the, sorry, the one before this. Um, not counting like Star Wars, obviously, because. But that wouldn't be new. That's what I mean. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, not. Not like Star Wars and Avengers and stuff like that. Obviously, those are going to continue to make millions upon millions of dollars at the box office. But this one made a lot of money. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, both a surprising amount and not that surprising when you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I cannot wait to see Jordan Peele do whatever the hell he wants from now on you know what who know who's gonna question him at this point he i don't want him to go the way of george lucas but (laughs) he's gonna have like free reign with any studio yeah you know getting the oscar multiple oscar nominations on his first film and all the money making back like 300 times the budget or whatever yeah they're everyone's gonna (laughs) studios are gonna be like hey you want to come over here and make your next movie? I, they're going to be bidding for him at this point. Um, which is awesome. Because, yeah, being of his first direct like directing job. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, just a year of good debuts, I think, directorial-wise. Um, mm-hmm. With this and um, Lady Bird and... Even some like lesser ones, but still like this is a good debut, like Prevenge and stuff like that. Um, just like people making good stuff out here, Aaron. Movies are good. It was a good year of movies. It was. But this is still my number one of the year of good movies. I want to love it as much as you love it and as much as everyone else loves it. And I do love this movie, but there's just this like absolute like it just grabbed people and i'm like cool but also it just didn't i it didn't get me in that exact same way i kind of wish it did but we'll get to reasons i suppose later um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know what, what yeah else? i mean obviously there's one factor that was heavily involved in uh this film being a huge success that oh. neither of us are going to be able to tap into. <laughs> right, right. We are both white males and... Uh, Discussing this movie. It's yep, just what the internet uh, was asking for. Yep, it's exactly. <laughs> when Jordan Peele made this movie, he was like, I, I wonder how these two nerdy white boys in middle America are going <laughs> to really like this movie. Are they going to like it? That's what he was really worried about when he... <laughs> making it um yeah i don't know do we want to just dig into spoilers this movie's been out for a year now if you haven't seen it yeah yeah. um so yeah let's get get to it Uh, obviously highly recommended by the both of us yeah but now we're going to talk about a little more in depth and like here's the weird thing is like when because i didn't catch this film in theaters Mm -hmm. but and so for like the longest time until this came on DVD, I was so intent on inv- avoiding spoilers. Like I was trying so hard because it was, you know, ubiquitous yeah. across the internet. And then I watched the film 
And I'm like, what was I so worried about? Because there's actually not a lot in it that's really spoiler worthy. That's like, a kind of a like problem I have certain, with it, yeah. There's probably like one twist that mm-hmm. I didn't know about going in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, which we can talk so yeah. about now. <laughs> We're in spoilers. Oh, about how the daughter was in on it. I guess was like the only. Oh, really? Yeah, I see. I saw part. that coming. Well, I mean, that's like, that my... was like the only part that wasn't in the trailers. Okay. So, like, if you remember back when I first watched this, I was a little more middling on it mm-hmm. when I talked about it on the podcast because I was basically like, I felt like the marketing for this film almost did a disservice to it yeah. in that it was so good, it was so effective at like, you know, searing these moments into the viewer's mind. It's like, okay, that's that's a memorable trailer. But at the same time, it's like now I watch the phone. I'm like, I've already. I feel like I've already seen this movie because the trailers are just like so good and hitting all these key points and all that. Yeah, and that's a problem. That's why I was like, this ending is like, I was expecting them to M Night Shyamalan me for mm-hmm. some reason. I don't know why. Like it's the trailer almost kind of promises that sort of movie. And if you think that's what it is going in, you're kind of, at the end. You're kind of gonna be like, okay, like I like the twist that they're like they're putting, you know, uh, brains or or consciousness or however it's, well, however they do it, but they're putting consciousness mm-hmm. into other people's bodies. Like that's a really neat idea, and I didn't see that coming. But the whole thing with the uh, with the daughter, I like as soon as. Like, there's, I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking there's no way she doesn't know, right? Like, I'm just like, if they, if they try to say that, like, oh, she didn't know this was happening, I'm going to be really offended by this movie and be like, wow, yeah, sure, she didn't know that this was going on. And then as soon as he finds those pictures, they still try to, like, make it like, oh, maybe she still doesn't know. It's like, obviously she knows, like, at that point. They still try to do one more, like, pull the rug out from under you. And that's more, like you said, more a disservice from the uh, from the trailers with those big moments, like uh, right. That, that's why I decided to not stick with like that middling reception to it because it's like it's not it's not a the flaw fault. in the movie. Yeah, it's just that both the movie and the marketing were so excellent that they kind of negated themselves in a way. Yeah, I in agree. My initial reaction, but as I thought about it, I was like. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, and it's hard for me to remove that from my impression of it because I'm never going to get that initial moment of being shocked by stuff again or being like, oh, that's really creepy. Like the whole, uh, you know, the get out scene. Like that was in the trailer. That was a big part of the trailer. And not knowing that was going to happen going in, like I'm never going to be able to have that experience. And that's not the movie's fault, but also I can't remove that and be like, I don't know. It's just, it's a me problem. It's not a movie problem, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. But on multiple viewings, there is so much just beneath the surface here. Um, I'd say this is probably some of the best layered storytelling of the year. Like, I can't think of one that on multiple, like, again, I haven't seen a lot of these movies multiple times, but 
um, watching it, I'm catching new stuff. I'm catching ways that things were said and how they kind of uh, are different, how, how they take a different connotation. Uh, like the uh, the grandfather, mm-hmm. who is, you know, in, in disguise as like a gardener. Um, and the whole telling the story about how he lost in the Berlin Olympics uh, because he wasn't fast enough. And then taking that knowledge into knowing that he is this gardener character and then seeing him running around all the time. Um, it's just, I don't know, maybe that's something that people caught the first time. But for me, I was just like, oh, oh this all makes so much more sense now. Like, this is like, oh. Like, once the keys are given to you, this movie, like, opens up. And even beyond stuff like that, there's little stuff like um, when she's eating the Fruit Loops on the bed at the end. And she has the uh, colored Fruit Loops separated from the white milk. And it's just like, ooh, those little layers, those little layers. It's like racism is bad. So you're picking apart all these layers, mm-hmm. and then your conclusion is racism is bad. Yeah. That's out of all that nuance. Yeah. Even liberal uh, racism, which is a weird... Like, I like that this movie tackles it. Like, it's not like they hate black people. It's that they, like, fetishize them and like, a horrible way. And, like, that's something that I don't think is ever really tackled in film. Um... So it's kind of interesting to see that um, right, exactly. side That's of it. What's so like refreshing and also like horrifying and all that about this film is that like whenever we see depictions of like racism in film, it's all very much like I'm gonna I'm gonna use Detroit as an example because that also came out last year. Okay. And I, as I was saying to you, I criticized it because it wasn't. A challenging film mm-hmm. it's just like hey here's the situation in which black people were brutalized by the police and obviously that's bad that's <laughs> yeah it's like that's the movie it's yeah. like okay here's this bad situation we're showing it to you you leave the movie and you're like hey guess what police brutality is a bad thing i it's you like, know you'd be surprised i've heard some hot takes of detroit that it's like, oh, it's forgiving these police officers for brutalizing these people. And I'm like, when does that happen in this movie? Because I don't remember that at all. It's the exact opposite of what happens. But, you know, it's the age of the internet, Aaron. Everyone needs a hot take. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's what you're going for. But yeah, to then have this film come out and be like, no, it's so much more complex than that like it's not just mm-hmm. the because there's a the whole racism thing where it's like oh anyone can recognize that like even the people who are like I, I don't know how to describe it but like there's some people there's some forms of it that everyone is able to recognize mm-hmm. and then there's forms of it where it's more difficult to recognize because the whole system is built around Right. Making us not recognize it. I mean, I would have voted so. for Obama a third time if I could. So. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's it's so cool that we finally got a film depiction that mm-hmm. wanted to be more challenging, that wanted to address the larger issues 
as opposed to just the same old narrative that we usually get that the Oscars usually pay attention to, you know? Yeah, and done in such an amazing way, too. Like I, I love that this, they did it in a genre film like horror, you yeah. know, because I love horror. Right. So to be able to, like, show how the horror genre can influence, like, these social issues, that mm-hmm. was really cool. Well, horror has, like, always kind of been about social issues in a way, hasn't it? In a lot of ways, in a lot of films. In, Not yeah, everything. Yeah, Obviously, things. Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't, like, making a friggin' statement on anything. They're just like, all right, crazy family. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, this film, like, suddenly brought that element to the genre. I'm right. just saying it kind of, like, it. Yeah. you know. It does it very made, well. Made the case better than a lot of films, at least recently. Like, this is one of the strongest modern social issues. Yeah. Yeah. To see, to a, see horror a horror film nominated, nominated for Best Picture. Picture. That's pretty, yeah, crazy. pretty crazy. Right? When's the last time that's happened? Sorry, there's something we leave sound. Just the... Okay, sorry. I'll repeat it for the audience. Everyone in back. To see a horror film nominated for Best Picture... That's pretty right. amazing. It's been there's been like two, I think. What were the other Exorcist ones? Exorcist and okay. of the Lambs. Right. So, that's just again another. It's another layer to how well respected this movie is, and that it is so well made, so well written, so well acted. Um, Daniel Kaluuya nominated for best actor even. That was a definite surprise. Yeah, I'm happy for him, dude. He's he's good yeah, in this like, movie. Yeah, like surprise in the sense that they actually recognize it, not surprise in right. as in he doesn't deserve it because well, he totally deserves it. He's the best part of the movie. He's the one who like has these really emotional moments, like when he's talking about his mom um, in that whole scene right before we learn about like the sunken place and stuff. That's amazing. That's one of the best scenes uh, performance-wise of the year. Again, I haven't seen Phantom Thread, but I, I I can't, you know, you can't talk about best performance of the year without being like, Daniel Day-Lewis is also doing something this year, so, I don't know. That was a weird thing to bring up, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I like this movie, Aaron. I like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked it too. Number seven for me. It's my number one, man. Which it's, what it's been a horror film for the past three years. It has, it has. What? It's probably what it's probably going to be a horror film this year as well. A ghost story. Can we count that one as a horror film? <laughs> I don't no. know. No, I know. I don't know why my. Uh... Actually, I do know why. It's because I have a very specific niche things that I enjoy. But like the past two years, it's been big oscar movie la la land lady bird both with l's la's hmm coincidence (laughs) yes um and then like this like small indie film that's just a weird and like like the witch and now a ghost story so yeah i don't know man we like what we like i guess and i like this movie i like this movie too and I think a lot of people did. 
I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, do you think this has a chance in hell of winning Best Picture? Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I think it has a chance. I, think... I don't think it has a high chance, just because, again, the Academy doesn't like horror. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's just not the type of movie they usually recognize. So a yeah. nomination alone was like... like <laughs> Obviously, you kept on saying it's not going to get a nomination. Yeah, and I was like, "Yes, it is," and you we were know right. how that turned out. So, so I, I would like for it to win. That would be awesome if it did. But that being said, <laughs> I hate to be this guy. That's just like I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think I think uh, Shape of Water has it this year. Um, Maybe they give it to uh, Jordan Peele. What if the, what if they're just like Jordan Peele, best director, first year ever doing it? That would be impressive, but yeah, well deserved. Yeah. Oh, the Oscars are so soon, Aaron. I can like taste the uh, statues from here. The yeah, those I don't know. That lovely, tasty statues. Taste tasteful, even. It's like the man is naked on it, but it's a tasteful naked. Right, right. right. Classy. Classy, it's, yeah. It's still very classy. Yes. Do you think we'll have a big uh, uh, misstep again this year? What if What if they announce it as Get Out and then oh my it's all God. a mistake? The internet would kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> There's not even a question about that. Someone would die that night. Yeah, um, probably. I th- I'm I am calling it right now. Jimmy Kimmel does a stupid, cringy bit about messing something up. <laughs> like, you know, normally I'm fine with Jimmy Kimmel, but I feel like there's no way to reference what happened last year without it coming off like extremely cringy. I mean, it's it's a it's a bit at the Oscars. It's already gonna be cringy, yeah. no matter what. The Matt, has, has the Matt Damon one, the Matt Damon one last year was really funny. Okay, that one was good. I st- I still watch that sometimes. <laughs> it's so good. That that was good. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Oh, get out! Get out of here with uh, that so, good so, movie. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'm gonna say, if you haven't seen Get Out yet and you've listened to this, we really didn't talk about spoilers or anything. We basically just sung this movie's praises for 20 minutes straight. Um, this movie is amazing. I think Jordan Peele's direction is fantastic. His attention to detail in the writing and in the... Whoever did the set design nailed it. Um, well, I mean, there's the whole like plantation-style mansion thing. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right hitting that nail right on the head. I, w- I wanted to, uh, I wanted to reference the Atlanta episode where they go to a plantation like style home, but you. Still I haven't, haven't watched seen that. Atlanta. I need to. I, that's one that's on my list of watch a thing. Um, you gotta catch up before the new season. What? When's that start? Summer. March, I think. I you know I'm not gonna be able to watch it when it starts anyway. I don't have cable, so. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I love this movie. I think even if you're not a fan of horror, 
you're not a fan of thrillers, I think still give this a watch. This has something to say, and um, it's said very eloquently and very well. So, yeah. Final agreed. thoughts from you, Aaron. This is obviously my, as I've stated, my favorite film of the year, and it's just because it's such a powerful film in terms of, like, as I discussed, like showing what horror can be as like revealing these social issues that don't get enough uh depictions in the media and it's just such a fun movie too it is yeah it's funny you know it's it's horrifying at so many moments but it's also so well rod is rod is hilarious right Um, you have the perfect amount of comedic relief mm -hmm. you got all those great one-liners and then you just have i guess we didn't really talk about the ending that much but like that was the perfect note to end on i in agree terms of making this just like a have it's, you it's seen horrifying but then it's just such a cathartic fun experience in the end have you seen the really dark alternate ending yes and that would not have no worked. but imagine that's how that movie ends and everyone's just like what the? <laughs> why would you do this like yeah probably what would happen <laughs> but Give us a little bit of escapism in this hellscape that we live in. (laughs) I mean, it's not the realistic ending, but, like, it's not a realistic movie. No, exactly. Like, if you're you're already making a movie about transferring your conscious into another person through this magical, never-explained surgery stuff, go ahead and give us the happy ending. Yeah, I agree. Um... Oh, final, final note. Final thought. Just want to mention this. Yeah, go for it. Uh, another testament. Actually, it's just a complaint. Another testament to this film's power is it's already being ripped off by horror films such as The Open House, now streaming on Netflix. They steal the cell phone bit. The cell phone bit? Yeah, like how a cell phone keeps on getting unplugged, and that's why they can't use it. Oh, yep, there we go. Just going to steal it. <laughs> the open house, huh? <laughs> sure, sure. Yep. You know, get, get you, out of the open house. You know that if this show was bigger, we'd have someone comment. Uh, actually, that was done in another movie before Get Out, and uh, obviously Jordan Peele is a hack, a talentless hack who stole everything. You know, we'd get you know, that. You, you know. Sometimes I'm glad we're not that big. Me too. But we don't have I'm to worry about glad that we're, we we have we have that you know loyal. Yeah. That little People do listen. I learned that this weekend. <laughs> so you, hey, you got you got recognized. I got recognized from my voice. That's, that's that's the dream. I think I sound pretty generic white guy. Um but if people can pull me out, go for it. Um, Aaron. Yeah. Ranking. So, yeah, I guess if let's you rank want, it. If, oh, ranking. I forgot about that. Uh, uh, obviously, number one. So it goes Get Out, Dunkirk, Lady Bird, Shape of Water. So Shape of Water. Oh my God! One second. This is. This is. <laughs> I'm all right. So you've got Get Out, Dunkirk, or no, Lady Bird or Dunkirk first. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Ladybird and then Shape of Water. So that puts Oh my god, I can't. I can't. Are you trying to do the math to No. 
So, Get Out has <laughs> four points. Lady Bird has four points. Dunkirk has four. So, it's a tie for first between... Uh, How do they all end up with four points? What kind of system are you using? Lady Bird, number one on mine, number three on yours, adds up to four. Same, just flip that. And then Dunkirk, four points, because it's number two for both of us. Then Shape of Water has eight points, so it's a three-way tie for first. And then the Shape of Water <laughs> in dead last. So do do with that but, what mean, you will. They're all they're all good movies. Oh yeah, obviously. I mean, we're not talking about Dark Star here. I'm uh, I'm hating on Dark Star too much. I have not seen it, but it's just kind of fun to hate on it a little bit. We don't yeah. need we don't need two so, Dunkirk movies. We will not be covering that film, most likely. But no. we will probably get to something. Three billboards? I'll probably end up buying that. Probably. So Yeah. We'll get three billboards and you'll like it. We'll see. The post. No, I didn't mean you, I meant the audience. They'll like that we'll get to it. But until then. If you want to find us around the web, you can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to find David from the main podcast on the web, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. dbex with two S's. If you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. If I'm at this clever blog name is already taken. Tumblr.com. And if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find us on Twitter at Reboot Already Underway. Give us a like on Facebook, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes, and leave us a good review if you like what we say. I like that idea. You should definitely do that. So, until next time, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man. Bye-bye. Get out. Bye-bye, man. Crossover. Be a hit. <laughs>